1: Hi guys, it's Josh here from the Murder Hobros. Welcome to episode 8 of our Ghosts of Saltmarsh game. As ever, if you're enjoying the show, please uh, hit hit us up on Twitter at Murder Hobros. You can find me directly at Lil Power, L-I-L-P-O-W-E-R. The other guys are on there too, we're not hard to find. If you're enjoying the show, please rate and review us on whatever platform you are, are listening to us on. I don't really have much more to say today. I think musically, I don't think I'm using anyone else's music. I think it's all me today. So I hope you enjoy the show and we'll find how the characters pick things back up after, yeah, the pretty heavy end to the last episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. I gave you your XP already, and I'm going to say, as we spoke at the end of the last game, you was going to like just see what was around to take, so to keep it nice and easy, you can find um, the smuggled wares, basically, were two real categories. There were stores of silk, bolts of silk, and casks of brandy. You managed to find eight bolts of silk worth 50 gold pieces each. And 13 casks of brandy worth 10 gold pieces each. I'm going to put them in D&D notes for you. There is also the Pipe of Remembrance, which I believe Blades picked up from Sanablet. And one of the Hobgoblins, uh, Nickass, you would note, is wearing Mariner's armor, which is the equivalent of Scale Mail, which may be of some interest to you. I don't know what armor you're wearing, but... I've got a as well. Oh, sweet. So you recognize it for what it is. You are all standing... You know, I'll say it takes about 30 minutes to have a good scour around... ...post the drowning of Ned. And the cave is quiet. There's just the repetitive waves beating... ...against the high water market in the mouth of the cave. What do you guys want to do?
0: Well... Did did you see your friends? Is that little is that turtle fella around? What what happened to the turtle fella? Was a turtle
2: right? Has Blades already
3: gone? Like did he just walk away?
4: He could have got in the boat.
3: Uh, I think he would have pointed out. He probably would have pointed out the things he saw in like the hidden room, and and then I think he would have just snuck off into the shadows to collect some things in the town, and then go on a little adventure
1: okay you guys look around and realise Blades is gone it's he, just yeah he would
3: have really just snuck off
1: Nickass Ferrin Castellar and Loris is Bullfrog and Shale it's just you guys all standing there and Ferrin looks around and says I think Gil didn't make it and I don't know if we're gonna see Blades again it's
0: fucking wonderful in it. Uh, do you know how far it is for the underdark to get up here? One of you is meant to be the key and now two of you are gone It better be fucking you My, my
4: hopes are on you and he, he pokes Nick ass in the chest or the, the knee I
2: I Don't know what the under
0: Underdark yeah. mate, It's massive. It's like is. this but better. Deeper caves, darker. We've got, like, mushrooms that make you see shit in the dark and see visions and mushrooms that eat you. You know, you never been to the Underdark? Fucking wonderful. No, no. Name something you really like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that tickled me. The <laughs> uh, um, The ocean.
0: We got massive underground seas under there, wonderful. They've got horrors you'll never fucking believe. Eat your boat right out of the water, keeps you lively.
2: Right. And what is this key? What key? I don't
4: fucking know. The guts tell me stuff. Look, Eddie will take another rat out of his pocket, slice it open. Look,
0: you see this bit, the fact that this intestine just over here. It's slightly more swollen. Obviously, some faecal matters in there. But these bumps, they tell me things. I see things in the bumps. In the faeces.
2: Right. Okay. And this is common in the underdog?
0: Yeah, not that common, but... I've got a gift, you see. You see this bit? And he points to another lump in the rat's stomach. You see what that is? Do you know what that means? No. He was constipated. Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: Ferrin, uh has been sitting throughout this and Farron stands up and then he says what do you want to do about the contraband these smugglers had
2: well you're from this world what, what would you do
1: so we load up the boat sail back four miles down to Saltmarsh and uh, hand it over to the council. It's stolen. We don't own it.
2: Yeah, we have to find Gil's body and give him a proper burial.
0: Nah, you leave him to rot. The mushrooms go out of the bodies. That's that's how it works, right? Big ecosystem.
2: Well, I mean, in the ocean, that's true as well. I, I, I
0: used to grow plants out of my dead father.
2: Ooh. <clears throat> Plants, right?
0: Yeah, like he was relaying rot, and then at the spot that he whatever he left left and grew grew lots of vegetables and mushrooms.
2: I just shout Blade's name. <laughs> I was just wanting back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna load up the boat. You two do what you're doing, and uh Theron starts. Going to get the casks of uh, brandy and the bolts of silk.
4: Is there anything else down here? So, the secret room blades told us about. Has that been looked in? Are we saying that we've been there already?
3: Uh, Because I I didn't. I only took the spell book, which I would have given. I think I handed over a lot of stuff anyway. There was that
4: spell book.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was. There was some. I I I can say that you uh you have you have explored it all. Uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of what you would have found. So, in the skeleton's room where Blades was imprisoned, uh, there is a. Uh, he took the empty bag of holding from the alchemist skeleton, and there wasn't anything else in there. He also took a luck stone. In the secret room beyond there was the actual laboratory. I think he would have kept
4: the bag of holding. Oh, what so the best I. fucking thing? Yeah,
1: literally. I, 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 why, why wouldn't he? And uh, there is this book that Blades had as well, which was called "Ye Secret of Your Philosopher's Stone." I'm assuming. I don't, I don't know. Did you? I don't think did you, you take that.
3: You don't, no, I don't, I don't think I did. I think I took this took the spell book, but I left a lot of the things in there.
1: There was a bunch of fancy golden objects as well.
4: Yeah. I think what about I the fancy that? light and stuff like that? I left
3: the fancy the the one for attracting signal. Yeah. signal. Oh, I think I left. He would have left pretty much everything.
1: Kept the his... signal light, yeah.
3: yeah. He kept the bag of holding the luckstone.
1: So there's also a human skull gold in the secret laboratory, a golden apple, a golden rose, and a set of five small discs, which are weights, for balance weights, and uh, I'm assuming you want to loot them too? Well, they're worth something as they're gold.
4: Yeah, I'll We'll take those. I'm not particularly put... money-driven, but...
1: Do you want to make a investigation check for me as you oh, here start eating these? Take
4: these things. Get fucking immediately killed. Uh, 24.
1: You realise that these... Uh, are manufactured, but they are pure gold. So... The skull's worth about 20 gold pieces. The apple's 5 gold pieces. The rose is 5 gold pieces. And the balance weight's 5 gold pieces each, so 25 there.
0: Oi, fishy. Carry these, they're heavy. Fishy. I'm a triton.
2: Triton. Do, do people do not know how much we save this world? Do you have no books I- in the, the
0: dock? Books? N- we have we have books, but like the deep names we're not really a fan of, of history really. We we tend to look forward. We're forward thinkers, hence the rat guts
1: and shit. I will I'll load up the boat. Oh my own, don't worry.
0: <laughs> oh, you're still here, thank you. Um is he alright? He seems he likes standing and listening to us.
2: Him, I like. You, I'm iffy. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine.
0: Listen. Shut up. I'm lovable. You just—you
2: literally said you grew your dad into a plant,
0: and that, you- that's how it works. Like it, it's like a big circle and things die and things grow out of that matter it's it's how things work the same way rats eat things and they tell me things and I do things and more things die and things grow out of them I'll die once and you can you can eat my mushrooms
1: we call it the circle of shit
0: there we go see the circle of shite Someone write a song about that one day
1: yeah I'm just about loaded up. Thanks for the help. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> um,
0: right, so who is it you're taking this contraband to?
1: I say the council.
0: The council. And I no
1: one's property now.
2: Have business, so
1: the council
0: well, sounds fancy. To have i have lo- those leather chairs a... with buttons.
1: I don't know. They will need a report of what we found and I guess they need to be told that Gil didn't make it. A
4: little nice. thumb through this book here. Uh, what was in the book about... There was something about snig- signaling, right?
1: Yeah. Um, we'll say that you find, find the book that Blade's left as well with the... I think
4: Blade said he handed that over. Yeah. Okay. And the light. Uh, well, I, I only caught a bit of that.
1: Uh, there ago. is a, a a book that just flicking through, you can see that... There, there is a very important section that has information on signaling that there is a system uh, of using the bullseye lantern to communicate over distances, presumably from an upper window of the house to the sea, if there is a ship there. So long, short, short, short means, is it safe? And reading, just skimming through the book, you can see that that's the signal that the ship would use to initiate the exchange of signals. The response of short, long, short, long is everything is safe and that's normally what the smugglers on land would respond with if it's safe and then if things are going well the ship would then confirm with long, long, long which would mean ready to unload, come to the ship.
0: Now, I ain't a master seaman or anything but there's quite a few of those those fellas and... There were more of those beds, right? You don't have more beds than you have people. If anything, you can share. So, he suggests there might be more of them that could be coming back.
2: Yeah, then they mentioned that there was a shipment coming in.
1: Yeah, two days.
2: Two days. And, um, can I take the book? Uh, that was in that uh, room, you know, with the
1: the philosopher's stone book.
2: No, no, no. The oh, I don't know about that one. It's the uh, book which had the uh, weird language that only blades can understand. It was like command words.
1: There, there was a volume of erotic poetry, fully illustrated. Sure. A naval almanac listing tide times for this area of the the coastline, covering a hundred miles. Basically, there was also a treatise concerning. Uh, a demigod called Eos and its minions there was a sheet of parchment which this is it uh, anyone speak goblin?
3: yeah blades oh, well, did and the, yeah. And it had name. some
1: instructions I don't think any of you did
3: blades, blades don't speak any language
1: so there's some instructions I thought somebody in...
2: could read it but blades couldn't tell me because
4: <laughs> yeah so I will perform the ritual Uh, And I will learn to comprehend languages.
1: As you perform the ritual, uh, you use a pinch of soot and salt and speak the correct words. And all of a sudden, Nikas hands you the sheet and you can read it. And it says stop, fight, lift, come. These are instructions, simple one word instructions in Goblin. And you can see in the margins that A Different Hand is Written uh, works on hobgoblins, too.
0: Ah, well, it seems like these hobgoblins were pets. So maybe they were trained to listen to these words. That would have been handy about 25 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they
1: were pets. More likely they were mercenaries.
0: Yeah, safety <sighs>
2: Right. Okay, well... Well, the boat's loaded. Should go. we
1: sail back? Yeah, let's
0: go. I'm not really a fan of boats, but I'll trust you.
1: Come on, give us a hand. And he pushes the boat, uh, with, I'm guessing, your help, into the water, and it takes a little while, but I'd say it's midday by the time probably midday's kind of peaked actually by the time you hit the water and you row how long would it take to row four miles in a boat so it takes about an hour we'll say uh this boat size wise is enough to take uh about seven people at maximum uh it's called a jolly boat and it takes you guys then an hour to row the jolly boat Baron's doing most of the work, I'm assuming, and he's kind of got a little bit of a face on as he gets a bit sweaty as he's doing this. Uh, but within an hour, you are rowed back to Saltmarsh, and I'm going to put you back on the Saltmarsh map so you can have a look at ooh, Salty Marsh. So you row past Crabbers Cove. Uh, which, and then past Gil's house. We did bring Gil wrote, back,
2: right? I, just, I said, to bring, so he could have a proper
3: burial.
1: You couldn't find his body.
3: Oh. Yeah, they. that's he, what they, they they were taught in Blades, were saying there's his blood. We got rid of him. Oh, right.
1: You, I would say that you spend, like, a period of time searching, and it's just this grisly blood smear, and I'll was, I was say because of who you are, you can dive into the water, you can swim around. There is just this creepy absence. Gil's body's gone. And with, I can see you can search for an hour, you, you can't find it. Eventually you resign yourself to that fact and then get into the jolly boat and a road back. You pass Crabbers Cove, the three houses that make up this, which is the start of Saltmarsh. You pass Gil's house. And it looks sad and lonely and empty. And you start hitting some of the docks. Where are you going on the the map?
2: Well, uh,
4: we want to...
1: Never been here before in my life. Yeah.
2: We want to uh, go to the council. But we want to leave somebody on the boat so that the contraband doesn't get stolen, right?
1: I'll stay with the boat. Um... I'll, I'll I'll take us to the market which will be right outside the council hall. Yeah. Unless you guys want me to go anywhere else.
2: No, no, you stay here. I'll go
0: tell the council what happened. Any, any chance you can catch some rats for me? I've got about three left. Don't like to run short.
1: Oh, I'm not doing that for you. Please. No. And uh, Ferin eventually uh, rows you all the way to one of the the docks. Uh, there's a little jetty, and he ties it off. And he just he he jumps on onto the dock and, and ties it nice and tight, and then jumps back and sits in there. And he says, "Good luck." They give them all the information Nick has because they're going to need to they're going to need to think long and hard about how they respond to what what
2: we know. Right.
0: Thank you for your help. And, uh, uh, and you? What's one, what's one of their names? I always like to know one of their names. The council? Yeah.
1: Well, you've got Gellan Primewater, you've got Ida Oland, you've got uh, the Traditionalists, that, then you've got uh, Eleander Fireborn, you've got Manistrad Copperlocks, you've got anders solmore and scaring wave chaser these these all make up the council
0: Alright, oh, good snap thank you
1: you're welcome i'll be here and um well i'll see you when you come out
0: all right well don't go anywhere i won't this place is fucking horrible <laughs> Look at all the sunshine jesus how do people <laughs> live in this shit
1: so as you come off of the jetty, you can see that the market's still in session. It's probably just gone lunch, really. The afternoon's just coming round. There is the smell of fish. Everyone make a perception check.
3: Including me? Uh,
1: I'm going to say no. Sorry. I'll get you on as soon as I can, then mate.
4: You don't exist, cool. yet. Yeah. Shut up. Seven.
1: The sun's bothering you a lot, Shale. Uh, Nick asks, "You get the vague sense that spirits are quite high. Uh, people are smiling. You even think someone waves at you, and that takes you aback a little bit, I guess." Uh, someone does shout, "Would you like uh, fresh fresh onions?"
4: What's what's an onion?
1: It's one of these, and he holds it up, and um, it it's an onion.
0: Nicholas, buy me one of these. Nick i what you what does it
4: do what's what does
1: an onion do? It is a wonderful vegetable grown from our very own farmyards.
4: Did you shallow grab it off him and start munching on it
1: like an apple? That is a copper piece
2: uh, okay, I'll give him a copper, and I just go do, do you have any rats?
1: He looks aghast at the question. And he doesn't even know how to respond. His mouth's open, and he, he he doesn't know how to respond to you.
2: I just look at the the guy, and I was just like, "Do they not sell it locally? How do you how do you survive on rats?"
1: You can hear Ferin fr- shouting from the docks. Go to the council.
2: Right, council. Thank you.
4: <laughs> Shell quite happily walks along, eating you know an onion like an apple. It's quite oh. nice flavorful
2: my intelligence it's minus one i'm just
1: saying (laughs) (laughs) you're a terrible 2 we need lee in there as soon as possible
2: right so i go towards the council
1: okay you walk into the council hall and once again you're greeted by silas and he double takes when he sees shale having not met or seen shale before but instantly he looks back at you with concern nikas and he says, how did it go? Well, we've... It's
0: quite nice to start with. The the outer skin's a bit tough, but once you get in, it's loads of flavour.
2: <laughs> this is shale. Apparently, there's a key. I'll get into it later. I need to talk to the council.
1: They're not all here, but you can go through a few of them, are. Do you, ha- um, do
2: you like own any rats? No. Where do you get these rats? What are these rats?
0: Okay. and I, They're everywhere.
4: Uh, I'm here to see Mr. Copperpot. And now I just walk towards the first door that I can see.
1: Uh, it will be the door. Silas looks like he's going to stop you, then thinks twice about it and says, Nikas, please, uh, after you. And then he actually gets the door for you guys and lets you in. Thank you. And you can see that in session is not all of them. You've got uh, Ida. The Ida Oland, who is probably the senior member of the council. She's the woman with the hair that was blonde, that's just starting to grey. She looks she's quite a tough. She has quite a tough, fierce presence. Uh, she's in session, and you have got Manistrad Coppolox, the dwarf, and you've got the boy, Anders Solmore, and you've got what looks to be like his ward. Um, is it his ward, it's ward his guardian uh, scaring wave chaser he's the, the tall lean tanned chap with silver hair and because the boy is, is quite young you assume that he's those two come as a package almost and they as soon as you enter uh, Ida stands up and she says good day how did how did it go
2: so I do a um, like a royal guard salute, whatever that may be, the Triton thing.
1: She just does like a poo-poo gesture with her hand, like just dismissing that.
2: Okay, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I go, <clears throat> I come bearing good and very bad news. I then I drop to my knee and uh, one knee anyway, and I just go, two of your locals that were with me, Gill and Blades. Gil, unfortunately, died because of my actions and Blades left. I, I, I don't know what happened. I will take any punishment you want to give me.
1: Ida sits down hard uh, on her chair and she lifts her chin and she says, I'm sorry. Gil was popular in town. What killed him?
2: That I do not know. I was the first to fall, but then I woke up a couple of miles outside of Saltmarsh this morning or last night. This which when was it that I came in last? This morning. This morning. Early this morning. Yeah, this morning. I rushed back to the house, but Gil was nowhere to be seen, other than some blood. We found out what was haunting the house took care of it ultimately, but Blades just left.
1: The dwarf interrupts. What was haunting the house? Surely there's no ghosts.
2: Well, there were a room full of undead and a undead alchemist, which was what killed me. Uh, but...
1: Killed you? And that's the boy, Anders. You died.
2: Yes, but my patron thought it fitting to reincarnate my body and because he still has work for me. But when I rushed back, all we found were men that were using that house for nefarious reasons.
1: Ida cuts in. What nefarious reasons?
2: I do not know. They had contraband, which we have brought back. Uh, Such as, there were pure gold. Was that what? It was? Pure gold, silk, whiskies, and
1: it was essentially it was a, it was a brandy, brandy, silk, silk, and there was gold items that you found. Yeah, yeah,
2: and but we have also found evidence that another shipment is coming through in a couple of days.
1: The dwarf. Thumps the table with a fist, and she says that would that would explain the uh, raids further down the coast. We'd lost we lost some bolts of silk last month, and ten days before that, brandy. It was stolen on a, a merchant route.
2: Yes, but we have brought her back with us.
1: And and when did you, you say that there's a ship expected?
2: In two days from the evidence that we gathered. We have dispatched of everyone there. Blades, he enacted his revenge for people who killed Gil. But it was ultimately my fault as I rushed in thinking this land monsters would be... Easier than the monsters we face in the deep.
1: The boy stands up and Anders says, I'm really sorry. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I thought it was just some stories about a ghost. And I'm so sorry about about Gil. As am I. And Ida says, we owe you money. And we've sent... Eliander is, is, is headed with, with guards to keep a presence up. We, Silas told us that it, it didn't look good up there. It, He's out now with, with troops. We're going to need to have a, a session, all of us, to discuss this. I urge you not to leave town. We may need to call upon you. In fact, we wish you to come tomorrow evening. Um, tomorrow evening, sundown and you can well, we'll speak to you then did, as a united council
2: did Gil have any family in town?
1: not anymore Blades and sh- she hands you 200 gold pieces Blades, the Kenku I believe he had a shack up on the, the north side of town, overlooking the docks. You're welcome to stay in Gil's house, I suppose, as it's it's free again if he's if he's gone.
2: Is there somehow we can honor him in town with this two hundred gold? Anything. Just
1: Maybe. Um he was popular. Everyone loved him here. Which is saying something, says the dwarf. Maybe a statue? That's for you to, to decide. We we have urgent business. Thank you for reporting to us. Nikas, wasn't it?
2: Yes, Nikas. I will be here tomorrow. And, and
1: your name, sir? Uh, this is Edith talking to you, Shale.
0: Tw- 20 minutes into a conversation, you're acknowledging I'm here
2: don't worry about him, he killed his dad for a plant or something, I don't, it's, But he was helpful though, in our in raid in the house.
0: Listen, I'm not sure who you think you are, you've got your fancy chairs with the buttons, but somehow, you've badly fucked up. Um, I'm from the Underdark, and I see lots of things, and hear lots of whispers, and
1: you ever seen a dwarf kick a gnome up the arse so hard his teeth fall out?
0: You must be Mr Chamberpot. <laughs>
2: Fuck me.
1: The dwarf stands up <laughs> and she says, Come again.
0: Are oh, you a lady? Jesus. Fuck me, you got a bigger beard than me.
1: Eda smiles at the dwarf and she says as you will and the dwarf walks around the table and she comes closer to you slowly
0: I guess it's time for a cuddle so the way I look you sent these fellas off and apparently the universe had a, a bigger role for one of them I'm not sure which and now potentially that roll is fucked up so things tend to tumble down and down and down like dominoes from there now i can see you're still walking towards me
1: She's <laughs> stopped in front of you now she's about two foot three foot away from you and she looks like her patience is about spent Can I help you? You need to learn some manners. If I hear one more peep out of you that is disrespectful in our chambers, I'm going to kick you out.
0: You said you wanted me back. What? What? You you said you wanted me back here later. Literally, Edam just said. Edam... (laughs)
1: Manners first,
0: deep note
1: Manners first.
0: I beg your pardon, madam. I will be excusing myself now. Good.
1: And uh, the boy stands up and says, uh, Nikas, thank you. We, we will see you uh, both, maybe um, tomorrow.
2: Yes, tomorrow. And I'll just leave,
1: I guess. Okay.
4: Shale? I will do a really over-courteous bow. See you later.
1: And uh, I guess you leave. I'm going to say, in aspects of speed, you've got a day. How do you want to spend it?
4: Uh, Shale's going to walk around like a tourist. He's never been up top before. So, like, all these things are bizarre to him. Like, they're weird, slightly like, slightly uncanny valley versions of his weird underdark area. Uh, so, he's just going to be like a tourist. I imagine he'll get into a bit of bother in a bar at some point as well.
1: And, Nikas, what is your plan here for the day?
2: Well, technically, I'm the same as him because I've never been... Well, I've only seen Saltmarsh for, like, what, half an hour, an hour? But I'm trying to find people... ...to see what Gil was like to somehow honour him with the 200 gold I have... ...and then just rest I guess.
1: So I'm going to say as you come out of the council hall... ...you can see that Feren is talking to some guards... ...and it looks like they're taking the smuggled goods from the boat. And as he sees you, he walks over to you... ...and he's obviously finished his business with the guards... And he says, "Well, that's taken care of. Um, What's the plan?"
2: Well, the council needs us tomorrow night. All three of us. I don't know what for, but
1: three of us. Me too.
2: It's up to you if you wish to. I
0: think it was just me. Uh,
1: Well, I I, I can be available. Um, I mean, what's your what's your plan? What's your plan until then?
2: Drink and rest, I guess. I've never drunk anything before, really, in the in the ocean.
1: Well, you are welcome at Seagrove. I am What's going that? to head back there. It's, um, well, it's a, a grove of trees just outside of town. In fact, if you follow the river and he points, uh, it will bank back round. This is the Kingfisher River, and it will take you to the Seagrove of Obad High. He was... A uh, famous local figure, really, and I keep a little grove in honour of him.
0: And do you have any good mushrooms?
1: We do, actually. Three different varieties in my grove.
0: And even good ones, and he gives a wink.
1: Maybe. Your palate may be different to mine, but you can certainly, you're certainly welcome to try, and I can also certainly try and cook you up a nice hearty meal.
0: Alright then, thank you. I, I didn't really like you to start with, but not too bad.
1: I'll take that as a compliment. Well, um, he looks up and says, I'm going to head back, kill a few hours in town, and uh, come to me when you're hungry and I'll cook us up some food. And he trudges off. You, I'll give you both one kind of like activity if you want. What sort of thing are you looking for in town if you're killing a couple of hours?
4: Uh, I'll tell some fortunes in the back of the bar if they'll let
1: me. So there's different choices of bar here. I believe there's actually three. There's three bars uh, of taverns of of sorts. There's the snapping line, which is more suitable for fishers, sailors and labourers. The empty net, which is a little bit rougher, and the Wicker Goat, which is for the Dwarfs and Town Guard predominantly.
4: I'll go to the Empty Neck.
1: All right. The, of course you will. <laughs> uh, Nick asks, are you going with him?
2: Yeah, just to keep an eye on him.
1: So you cross over the Sharkfin Bridge, which is this massive bridge, um, just as the Kingfisher River starts to open up out into, into the sea, really. And you follow the coastline again, and you pass the Green Market, which is a large strip of open land that is basically a secondary market for everything that isn't fish, salt, or nautical wares. Um, There are a couple of goats for sale. There's eggs, there's cloth, there's marsh plants, there's pots, as well as an occasional mule or ox, which seem to be used for hauling carts. And then you realize this is the side of town that Blades lived on. And you figure that just further ahead is probably where he lived. And before you get to presumably where Blades lived, you see the empty net, which is a tavern partially supported by stilts driven into the harbour waters. It's a rickety tavern and um, it looks a little dodgy. Are you guys going in?
4: Yeah, quite happily. I'll walk in, sure.
1: You walk in and you can see that there is, what does this chappy look like? Uh, A big old boy, barrel-chested. He's got like a mustache that turns into chops and goes into sideburns, basically. Uh, And he's standing behind the bar chatting to uh, a bunch of of rough-looking men, really. Quite hard faces. And they all kind of like stop talking as you come in. And the owner uh, slaps a hand down on the bar and says, Afternoon! What can I get for you?
0: Uh, I've got a little business proposition for you. Uh, Off you can't miss. So I'm somewhat of a fortune teller. I travel around. I've never really been to the surface. I'm more of an underdark dweller, as you can probably tell. Uh, I tell fortunes for a living and all I want is a table at the back uh, and I'll give you a few gold and you don't mind you trying to turn a blind eye to me me telling some fortunes for your fine customers here
1: persuasion check
0: advantage
4: oh god 17
1: that sounds doable I'll take a 10% cut and you can pick the table
0: oh uh you sure about that
1: Yes.
4: All right, uh, I'll have. I'll pick a nice looking table.
1: All right. A couple of the guys at the bar are, are looking over, and you've got the interest of the bar. Let's say that.
4: Uh, I'll wait until someone comes over, uh, but I'll place a rat on this fine looking table. <laughs> I, I'll decapitate it, uh, splay out its guts, uh, and start playing with them in a big circle on the table. Roll up, roll up. Get your fortune told. See the future, see the
0: dangers. The sea is a half-mistress.
1: A skinny, hard-looking, sailory-type fellow with stubble and long, lank hair that he's starting to like bald at the peaks of his hairline comes over and... I need a different voice. And he, he says... What you got? I tell futures, mate. How much...
0: Uh, five gold. That's ridiculous. Silver piece, tops.
4: Uh, uh, I'll kind of turn my head. Shell turns his head and looks it up. You're really going to want to know yours. Are you sure you can take the risk of
0: trying to scam me?
1: Make Mate. a either persuasion or deception check. Whichever oh, more appropriate. No, I'm
0: not going to lose.
1: 12 you've got his attention but he's not budging on the price
3: well
0: maybe I'll do you cheaper get some interest nah tell me your name
4: Elmer hi Elmer Um, uh, can I give him a glance over and try and work out some things for him can I do like an investigation from how he looks yeah 17
1: Uh, hard (laughs) life's been hard to this guy it looks like on a 17, he drinks a lot. It looks like he has calloused hands. It looks like he has got some old scars and uh, his nose has been bust up. He's got caulifla- a cauliflower ear. This guy's seen seen some rough times. He looks dodgy as anything. And uh, he's got a couple of like faded, very cheap looking tattoos with vague nautical elements. Uh he's got like some sort of like fish that turns into a monster on one arm and some sort of like sun tattoo on the other arm cool
4: uh so like che will kind of over egg it and start grabbing these guts and writhing them about and blood and viscera is gonna be going like kind of all over the place a little bit um and Josh. Can you roll me a dice? Can you roll me a D100? I've got a set of cards that I use to help me tell fortunes.
1: Uh, 94.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to even post this on the Discord to show what I'm working with. This is, like, the worst card you could have picked. But really?
1: really? Oh, what the hell? <laughs> what
4: the hell? <laughs> Explain that.
0: <laughs> so... Your future is it seems profitable. There is really a great abundance, a great gift coming your way. Yeah. But you need to be equipped and you need to be ready what do we need? to catch or grab it. Okay. The next the next offer you get, make sure you reach out in open arms and accept it and you'll reap the benefits.
1: He's all eyes. And then he he shouts over to his mates. Uh, and he goes, Slim! Teb, come over here! This little one's brilliant. What do I need?
0: Brandy and cookies. We got brandy. And
1: then he smiles and chuckles. Because, yeah, we got brandy. Uh, we can sort that out. Uh... I'm going to say, make a performance check.
4: Uh, This is not who I am, a four.
1: (laughs) In aspects of speed, I'm going to say that you pass the next couple of hours. And Elmer and his friends are definitely interested. And Elmer's hook, line and sink are loving it. His friends are a little bit more sceptical, but... I'm going to say that you make about a gold piece, two gold pieces tops. You get a lot of attention to start off with, and then it kind of wanes and drifts a little bit. And Kreb wants his 10% cut by the end of it. But these rough-and-tumble types in this tavern kind of... They like the novelty of of you being here. And whilst most of them are sceptical, they kind of accept you into the empty net. Nikas, whilst this is happening, what are you doing?
2: Uh, I just want to go to the bar and um, try some of this brandy.
1: Okay. Make a constitution saving (laughs) throw. Seven. It's pretty foul stuff. You've got no reference for it, but this is coarse and cheap and strong and it was almost like as soon as you knock it back the taste is really unlike anything you've experienced before and it almost instantly dehydrates you which i suppose for someone so attuned to water is incredibly unpleasant your head kind of like swims for a second but you're not intoxicated but it's it's not nice this sensation and the owner of the bar says what do you think about that
2: that is
1: disgusting <laughs> and then he laughs and you have and... any water yes and uh he'll 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 fill you a tank of water and then
2: just throw it in my face
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that before and then kind of like some of the guys around the bar laugh and you kind of feel like you're a little bit the butt of a joke but they're not going too far disrespectfully it's just like You're definitely an outsider, and these are rough and quite simple people, but there's no open hostility. It's just definitely not the friendliest place either. I'm going to say that a couple of hours pass, and it gets time to essentially eat. If you want to go and meet up, you can. If you want to do something else, you can. Uh, What would you like to do?
4: Go eat. Should we just say we stay in this tavern because we wanted like it's it's pretty much exposition. Um,
1: Up to you. You want you can stay here or you can go to the sea grove. Yeah, we're gonna say
4: yeah. Maybe we go to the sea grove because he he was quite kind to us. I try some mushrooms and.
1: So you cross the bridge and um, you follow the Kingfisher River to the sea grove. Ferrin's there. He's got a bubbling pot which he's made some sort of mushroom stew. Uh, with all three types of edible mushroom, there is, uh, it looks and smells actually delicious. You guys can spend the evening there. There are a couple of sailors chilling with him by the fire. Uh, friendly, quiet folk. One of them starts to put out like an accordion, like a misery chord thing and Ferrin shakes his head and says, maybe not tonight. And you pass a quiet and reflectful evening and I'm going to say that the next day you can kind of potter around town. You don't get into much bother. And the time comes around for you to go back to the council. And to keep this moving fast, I'm desperate to get Lee in. I'm going to say that you go back to the council session. Silas lets you in. You can see the full council is in session now. And as you, uh, I'm going to say all three of you come in. Uh is there as well. And Ida nods and she says, thank you for coming. And uh, you get murmurs around the table. Eleander the dragonborn, this huge dragonborn with a peg leg. Uh, and he, he says, firstly, I want to let you know that I'm deeply sorry for the loss of Gil. Gil was a wonderful and loved character around town. We thank you, each of us, thank you for investigating the house. And, of course, you've brought back troubling news. We have a proposal to make for you. We are grateful for what you've done, essentially closing the house down as an operating point for this, these smugglers. But the news that a ship is coming back in really makes us think that half of the job is done. We wish to offer you the second half of the job. We have met and been in council and we propose, well, we propose that you return to the house. You've proven handy and most of my guards are actually volunteers. I do not wish to risk the lives of volunteers by ordering them up there. We actually believe that a small body of individuals with the skills may be able to, let's say, apprehend the vessel and put an end once and for all to the smuggling. We're prepared to offer 400 gold pieces for the successful conclusion of the mission. The plan is entirely up to you. But we wish these smugglers' days to be done. We've already arranged for members of the guard to patrol potential rendezvous points in case the smugglers return earlier than expected. And if the ship is sighted, They will alert us. However, time is of the essence. I believe the information that you gathered was that they would be back tomorrow. Well, we propose you camp out at the house. We are prepared to provide you with a boat, although I believe, and he points to you, Farron, that you acquired a, a jolly boat from there, which you could use yourselves. I will also prepare to provide you two guards to row for you. They will not fight for you. They will defend themselves and the boat should it be attacked, but these will not be boarding this ship should it arrive and should you be able to board it. If you need other provisions and items for this unique mission, we will be amenable to equip you. However, we do believe that you are the individuals for the job You actually did a commendable job with that house it seems we sent you into something much worse than what we'd anticipated and i do apologize for that what do you say i go
2: <clears throat> i will accept this i can't speak for the others i will accept this second half of this mission for for you the trouble i bought you and for gil but i have not yet been given all the rewards for this adventure i required some information about the trident if you have found anything that you can give me
1: the boy the boy says anders that's correct you did And we will honour that. We have already reached out to our different uh, agents in the field, so to speak, who may be aware of anything. And as of yet, it's too early for us to respond. But we will and are honouring that request. Ever more so in the event of the terrible price that you've had to pay with your comrades.
2: Then I will finish this job.
1: Thank you, Nikas. And the dwarf says we want to level the scales a little bit. You've lost a man. I want to bring one in. And she rings a bell that's on her desk and from a side door. uh, Lee, describe your character.
3: So, he is uh, Strand Grimbraids. Uh, He's a little dwarf, got brown hair. Always looking about. Bit of a scar on his cheek. Uh, Kind of... uh, kind of walks with a bit of uh, purpose and um, yeah a bit rough around the edges hmm.
1: and Manistrad the dwarf she says Strand's one of, one of mine he's a good man strong and he'll back you up with the, with the job at hand Then she looks at you, and she said, Svurf Neblin. Yeah. Will you help us?
0: I mean, you weren't very kind to me last time.
1: (laughs) Let's put that down to different cultures clashing a little bit.
0: Why are you giving us a dwarf? Can't we have a dragon, man?
1: (laughs) Ileander looks around, gobsmacked, like the like. What are you saying?
2: I just, I just interrupt. I uh, just go. So wait, you two are different cultures.
1: You're.
4: Are... <laughs> 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 yeah, I make things worse by saying you're more racist.
1: <laughs> I- Ida literally puts her head in her hand and rubs her eye, and she says. Deep Gnome, are you in or out?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm here for a reason. The, the blood tells me something. It's just I'm hoping you lot in this room haven't fucked it up. If the world ends, it's kind of down to your decisions. So, I guess I'm all in at this point.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Ferrin. Are you going to assist these individuals? And as the DM, my question is: Do you want Faring to assist you?
4: (laughs) I guess no. We'll we'll try on our own. We'll try.
1: Okay, Faring's gonna say
4: he can
2: he can help out with the guards and the boat, but he won't like be in the fight.
1: Faring's gonna say I'll I'll come I'll come on the boat if they need me. I'll be there, but I have an interest. So yes, I'll I'll, I'll I'll come out with them.
0: Uh, just to make this clear, you don't want these fellows. What did you call them? What was the term you used? This group of people you want dealt with. Smugglers. Smugglers. That's it. Sorry, not a word that I'm really familiar with. You want these smugglers not to turn up anymore, and then you're gonna give us four hundred gold.
1: Yes, that's Eleander Fireborn.
0: Yes, that seems very good to me. Yeah, we we, we can do that.
1: the boy then Anders says the boat's yours if you can get it too we have no need for that all right Eliander says okay we have an accord here we can progress what do you need I have two men waiting outside to accompany you to the house with the boat they will row it there with you on or you can walk
0: what are these things you'll wear on your chests
1: Clothes.
0: I want some of them.
1: <laughs> Done. We'll get you clothes.
0: None of the cheap ones. I want those little holes in them that you put your things in. Sleeves. No. Pockets. That's the one.
4: <laughs>
1: we'll sort you out Look, with thinks he's really pockets. fucking bargaining right now. <laughs> many pockets. Done. Anything else you may need for the assault on the smuggler's Boat
0: or a dragon, man. <laughs>
1: We're all out of them. I'm busy. Sorry about that. Someone else talk. <laughs> I... Nirkas, do you need anything that we can provide?
2: I mean, we may need some aids in, like bandages, something for.
1: We will supply you with medical kit on the boat. You know, anything. Strand, anything you think. You're an expert in combat. What do you think you might need if you're sorting a boat?
3: Oh, we'll need some supplies. Some water. Done. Just in case we get stuck out there.
1: I'll provide you with grappling hooks should you wish to climb on board.
2: Are we... We are disposing of these smugglers or are we bringing them back for questioning?
1: We I just want an end. Disposal is fine. Sink the boat for all I care. But they need to end their activities. Right.
2: And these are the leaders of this smuggling.
1: One would assume the second half of a coin.
2: Right. Okay. This fucking land is just weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Put a bag of onions.
1: It's getting weirder all the time.
2: I want a bag of onions and the, and the rats. Do you have rats? Do you sell rats?
1: Uh, Eliander is speechless. the The whole council is speechless at that. They don't know how to react. I don't, They're just open mouth or staring.
0: I want onions.
1: Eda says, "Yep, we'll get you a bag of onions then." Is there anything else? Can we go about our business?
2: Sure. I just look at Shale and I am like, "What is so special about these onions and rats?" They're really good. Onions or rats?
4: <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right then. Two
0: bags of onions, some pockets, and <laughs> some pockets. <laughs>
3: Do you just want, like, like singular floating pockets? (laughs)
4: Yeah. (laughs) Like, Chow's learning a lot. (laughs) And he thinks he's been a real fucking shrewd negotiator here. He's got, like, the clothes was his baseline, but he's managed to get some pockets and some onions out of this as well.
3: Is he just wearing a
4: sack? He's got, like, some really fucking threadbare old shorts on that he probably just wears every day.
1: Gellan, the older gentleman who actually hasn't spoken, he's the chap with the neat trimmed beard and quite fancy wardrobe. He often wears a hat. Uh, he says, well... Onions we... are
4: non-negotiable.
1: I agree. I will provide you with these in the morning. They will be waiting for you. Uh, shall we say, fairing in at your, your place? I'll have men send the pockets and the onions there. The boat can wait there with you and I suppose you can leave tomorrow morning. At dawn, I stress the importance. We need you at the house by then, in case they come early.
0: No, we go tonight. We will stay there the night.
1: Fine, I'll send some men up with the pockets and the onions tomorrow morning. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. Thank you. And then everyone kind of mumbles thank you around the table.
0: Sorry, what was that?
1: Thank you. Thank you. Which means goodbye.
2: I give a little salute and I leave.
1: Gelend is a flamboyant hand gesture and uh, you guys leave. You've got Strand with you now. Uh, Ferin says as you stand outside and you just walk past Silas who nods at you as you pass. And, and Ferin says so. And then two guards step out from the steps outside of the, the council hall. And join you, and they're town guards, um, relatively clean-shaven, strong, hardy-looking men. And they nod at you. And Ferron says, "So we sail on over to the house, I suppose." Want to leave now? Let's do it. Yeah, I don't
0: like. I don't like this place.
1: Too pompous. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, this fortnight's episode. It's a strange thing to say. Whatever. It comes up fortnightly. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Ghosts of Saltmarsh. You can uh, find out what happens next as things develop now into stuff. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm tired. It's been a long day at work. Have a good uh, fortnight. Catch up with you in two weeks and uh, see what happens next. Bye-bye.